Hey y'all, hey, welcome back to the Hot Mess Podcast, where we're going to keep it classy, sassy, and all over the place. I am your host, AC, and remember, this is adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Let's get into this episode. Hey y'all, hey, it's Audria, and welcome back to the Hot Mess Podcast. Today, I have a very, very special guest. I've known Terry for years. We both attended an HBCU, Gremlin State University. We are both from small towns below the Bible Belt in Louisiana. And when I met Terry, we just hit it off. So Terry, I'm so excited to have you on my podcast today. Today is episode three, and we're going to be talking about the agenda. And we're going to be talking about LGBTQ issues and misconceptions. So Terry, go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for that um, introduction. So as you said, I am from a very small town in Louisiana, Arcadia, Louisiana, not New Orleans for my East and West Coast listeners, because every time I tell someone here in Philly that I'm from Louisiana, they automatically start talking about gumbo and jazz and all that stuff. But I'm like, no, that's not where I'm from. (laughs) But um, yep, born, raised, Arcadia, Louisiana. attended Grambling State University for undergrad. Not only um, did I attend Grambling for undergrad, but I also grew up on the campus, went to the lab schools there. Both my parents taught there, so definitely a Grambling product through and through. Um, I currently live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I'm currently um, a special ed English high school teacher here in um, Philly. So, yeah. Cool. So how do you like living on the East Coast? I know it's like a, it's different. It's, it's different in a lot of ways. Um, like, you know, very good, reliable public transit, um, mm-hmm. lots of things to do always, like, like bars, stores, all types of stuff, like right outside my front door. Um, but it's still similar in that, um, People are still people, you know, particularly black folks, you know, the the church is still the nucleus of everything. You know, we still have our um, community organizations like our D9, NAACP, things like that, um, Urban League that are kind of the hub of the black community. Um, Mm -hmm. Definitely more um, LGBTQ resources like official resources where in the south we kind of had our 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 gay friend groups and our interpersonal stuff but definitely more official resources here um it's a lot more fast-paced um i always tell this story how um when i first moved i was like oh my god people are walking so fast (laughs) but then um that Next year, I, I went home for Christmas, and I was in the mall in Shreveport in um, Pierre Bossier. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, why are people walking so slow? And I was like, I guess this is how I used to walk before I moved <laughs> to the East Coast. Definitely. And that's definitely how I am. I actually took Christopher, who's 17 now. Guys, whenever wow. I met Terry, Christopher was two. Or maybe I, one I just or two. I just still refuse to accept that because <laughs> like that that means I'm old. Yeah, I took Christopher to New York 
because I want him to experience uh, big cities before he graduates and go out into the world. But I took him to New York and he was like, mom, come on. You, I was like on my phone trying to figure out where to go. He was like, we're looking like tourists. And I'm just like, boy. And it's like, it's, it's very fast paced in the city. And it's definitely, definitely different from here back at home. Absolutely. But like I said, you know, there there's still um, a lot of similarities, just more people. And um, I always people always comment and tell me how friendly I am just for doing simple stuff like saying hello or saying excuse me. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm glad that I can serve as an example. So maybe more people like that can more people around here can be friendly. Right. So so, yeah, it's it's been um it's been a great experience, and I foresee myself um, being here for quite a while unless um, something comes up professionally or otherwise it takes me somewhere else. Okay. Well, let's get into some things, okay? All so right. when it comes to LGBTQ, is it still a Q or is it, is it more now? Because I want to be politically mm -hmm. correct. Well, well, I mean, it's not about being, you know, politically correct. It's just about, you know, saying the right thing. And right. Um, I feel like um, LGBT is still fine. Some people say LGBTQIA. I feel like as long as, you know, you're saying it um, in earnest and not saying it to, to, to try to be facetious, like, you know, some people call it, oh, you know, the alphabet people or something like that, right. to try to be facetious or to try to undermine. I mean, you know, I'm not really a person who is like, oh, you gotta add the IA on the end. Mm -hmm. and, but then again, you know, the IA is not necessarily me. It's it's intersex and um, asexual, so you know I may be speaking from a place of of privilege, but definitely you know those people are a part of the community, no matter what the acronym is that a person is saying. Right. So tell me, what does it mean to come out? Is it, and is it necessary in twenty twenty for someone to say I'm coming out? Well, coming out can it coming out means different things for different people, and it means different things at different times. Um, like when I was in high school at Grambling High School on that one hallway, there was much speculation about my sexual orientation. You know, people, you know, thought that I was gay or whatever. Um, and by the time you know I got to college and came out publicly, my mother already knew. Mm -hmm. um, so it was like. For me, it was just a, a confirmation of what people already thought or what they already knew. Um, and, you know, growing up, most of my friends were, were girls and the few boys that I were, were, was friends with, they ended up being gay too. So it was not as earth shattering for me as it may be for some others. Okay. And, and, and I think, you know, at different times in your life, you may have to really come out. Because I know when I moved to the East Coast, um, meeting different people, having various jobs, it came a point um, when I would become close with people that I'd be like, okay, yeah, you know, I'm gay. And then at some jobs, it was just never something that was discussed. It was never a matter of me being closeted or trying to convince people that I was straight, but it was just never something um, that was discussed. So it means different things, like I said, for different people and different things at different um, times. And the reason I choose to 
live my life as an openly gay black male is because I feel like it breaks stigma. I feel like people have such a negative perception of what it means to be, you know, a black gay man or or to be a gay person, period, but especially a black gay man, because there's all this stuff about, you know, feminizing black men or being mm-hmm. the downfall of the black family or the downfall of mm-hmm. of the of black masculinity and all that. So I live my life as an open as an openly gay person um, directly into opposite directly in opposition to this messaging that, you know, being a black gay man is the worst thing that you can be. Okay. So when we get into vocabulary, because now we're starting to hear terminology such as non-binary and at your jobs, they're having human resources holding you know, meetings about inclusivity and, you know, what it means to be trans or cisgender is something new. So for those who may not know, and, you know, you get in an environment where, you know, you need to know because you don't want to offend someone, especially in corporate America, let's get into the vocabulary. So what does it mean to relate as non-binary? Non-binary means just that. It means that you don't identify as a man or as a woman. Like, you know, when we think of gender, we think of it as a binary. We think male, female, and that's it. And and we have, you know, those people who um, may not be undergoing any type of medical transition to change um, their sex, but they just, for whatever reason, do not identify with the way that our society has constructed gender. And many of those people simply go by they, them pronouns. Some of them still use he or she pronouns, but many of them go by they, them um, pronouns, and they just sort of reject the gender binary altogether. Okay. So what about trans? Well, trans, it just means that you no longer identify as you were assigned at birth. So if somebody um, was assigned male at birth, they now identify as a woman. That's a transgender woman. If they have any sort of medical procedure, that makes them transsexual and vice versa for men. And non-binary people are also considered trans because they no longer, they have, they have transitioned socially um, from how they were assigned at birth. Okay. So there's a misconception uh, when you see trans, transgender, people automatically assume, oh, they've had a sex change, but that does not necessarily mean that they no, had a sex change. No, no, no. I know a number of trans people who have not had any sort of medical transition. Like I said, non being non-binary, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have any sort of body um, dysphoria and that you want to change. And even for people who do transition along the um, by along the binary that still doesn't require any sort of medical transition like i know trans women who not who have not had any medical transition or maybe have you know just taken hormones and not had any sort of bottom surgery um and vice versa with trans men so so trans can mean a, a number of things 
Okay. So what about cisgender? Um, a lot of people are confused about what that means. So go ahead and explain what cisgender means. So cisgender just means that you identify as the gender you were assigned at birth. I was born a male. I identify as a man. I'm cis. That's it. That's all it means. Okay. Point blank period to the point. Yeah. I just want my listeners to gain a better understanding of the terminology because it's so important. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in your opinion, why do you feel the Black community is so critical of Dwayne Wade's parenting? Because that's all the, the, the fuss in the community. Everybody is talking about Dwayne Wade's parenting. So, you know, how do you feel about that? Why do you think that they're so critical about his parenting when it comes to his daughter, Zaya? Well, I think it's kind of twofold. I think, for one, anytime you have a Black person who was assigned male at birth, be it a, a gay cisgender man like myself, be it um, a Black trans woman, a Black um, non-binary person who was assigned male, and they go against anything that was anything that is considered conventional for manhood is always going to be a problem because the way that so many black people conceive liberation and mm -hmm. freedom and civil rights and all these things is very much wrapped up in manhood. Mm -hmm. and, and, and for a lot of people, they see anybody who rejects what they believe to be manhood, they see that as almost enslavement, like, you know, like you're literally being castrated. So, mm -hmm. so for, for a lot of these people, they can't process that someone would be happy, healthy, and normal and reject conventional heterosexual masculinity um, manhood. Um, they they have to view it through the lens of some type of agenda mm -hmm. and and something that's being done to us. Okay. Yeah, and then just more generally speaking, I think black people have a problem with just seeing free black children. Mm. I, I think because we have this whole notion of spare the rod, spoil, spoil the child, you know, doing what our parents um, right. say, you know, people sharing all these memes of, of your mama knocking you out and you ending up in the hospital or whatever. Right. And so when they see this, this very free, non-restrictive type Black childhood, they just don't know how to process they it. They don't understand it. Yeah. So do you feel that there's a certain age? Because a lot of people are saying, well, he's so young. He doesn't know. And here's a misconception that I have been seeing all over Facebook. People are thinking that just because he's relating as Zaya now, she, that he's going to get a sex change tomorrow. So they're like, oh, he's too young to even know what he likes. I didn't know what I liked. And, and, and see, I feel like I feel like that's just a very dishonest premise to begin with. Mm -hmm. Because to say that, oh, she doesn't, she's too young to know who she is, that implies that you embrace adult trans people. And and when we look at the statistics on murder and incarceration and, and, and homelessness and all these things that 
particularly affect black trans women in our community, we know that that's not the case. Mm -hmm. So this idea that if you can just wait till you're grown and it's cool, it's, it's bullshit. Right. Yeah. And, um, I also think that a lot of people do not understand the difference between sexuality and gender. Like by her simply saying, my name is Zaya, my name, I, I identify as a girl, that is not expressing her attraction to anyone. That's true. That, that, that's not expressing her attraction to anyone. And a lot of people in the Black community generally do not understand the, the difference between being gay and being trans, or even being bi and being trans. Let me tell you, um, maybe two years ago, I was following a trans couple on YouTube, and they were really popular at the time. They've since have broken up. But... Um, what were their names? Jason transitioning female to male and Aubrey tra transitioning uh, male to female. I think I, I think I remember them. Yeah, th that was just mind blowing for their audience. And that's what captivated because people did not understand. And they made a few videos. And I was very drawn to it also. Because like you said, there's a misconception when it comes to sexuality and gender. Yeah, yeah. Because I know for me growing up, when I got around 11, 12 years old, a lot of my experience was typical of, you know, a, a middle school preteen boy. You know, I was excited about growing chest hair, about growing pubic hairs, about um, my voice getting deeper and all this stuff that signified becoming a man. I, it, I never had a desire to dress in women's clothing or anything like that. And that's not to say that any of that precludes being trans because there still are non-binary people and there still are, there, there still are trans women who may not be feminine presenting. But I just say all this to say that I did not have a problem with being a boy. Mm -hmm. But I knew I but I knew that I liked boys and I knew that I had a problem with the things that people imposed up on me because I was a boy. But just literally physically being male, I never had a problem with it. The the key issue with me was my attraction, that I mm. like dudes. So that's the difference between gender and sexuality. Right. So what can we do to help diminish the prejudices and the discrimination against LGBT? What can we do? Well, I think the, the first part is education. And, and really wanting to be educated as opposed to saying, oh, you have to educate me just to give a busy, per busy task to a gay person or to a trans person or to an ally just to silence them and get you out of their face at that moment. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like definitely people learning basic things like, you know, the difference between gender and sexuality, that um, sexual orientation and gender identity are not choices. Um, and, and just debunking, you know, this whole idea that there's this agenda to, to show 
um, drag queens on PBS and make black boys gay and, mm -hmm. and all this type of nonsense that, that people have in their minds. So I definitely think the first step is just opening yourself up to information. Right. And 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 I also think for those those straight people, for those cis people um who are truly allies and who do have the best interest of LGBTQ communities at heart, talking to your friends, you know, talking to your family members, because it's easy to say to me that, oh, you gay, of course you would say that. Right. But then when it's but then when it's coming from somebody who's straight, when it's coming from your homeboy, when it's coming from your your line sister or whomever, then then you think, okay, this might not be cool because it's coming from someone in the quote unquote mainstream um of society that this is not cool. So right. definitely straight allies and, and cis allies making it very clear to their friends and family that, you know, being homophobic, being transphobic is not cool. Right. This is so good. This is so good. And I hope that my listeners really take away something valuable from our conversation, because just talking to you, it enlightens me you know, and you know, well, thank you. I have a lot of friends in the LGBTQ community. You always have, you, I you are always, have. yeah, one of the, the, the prime fag hags always. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that, I mean, I just genuinely love people. And to me, it doesn't matter. You know, you like what you like, you know, so that's how I've always felt. And, you know, that's what inspired me to want to start this podcast, to want to educate, you know, my community, because I feel like we all have a responsibility to do that. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I think education starts with self. Yes. And that's just yeah. about anything. Like, before I have a question about people with disabilities, before I have a question about someone with... Um, with um, any type of, of mental illness, like anyone with manic depressive disorder or something. Before I approach someone dealing with this, living with this, my first stop is Google. Right. <laughs> so but, but, but before you go burden an everyday person who just so happens to have a certain identity with doing PhD level research for you, go read yourself. Right. It's, it, we have so much information at our fingertips. And I, I tell Christopher that when he's doing assignments and he's like, hey, mom, da, 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 da. and I'm like, y'all got Google. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you, and, you know, like, not everybody who is an LGBTQ person or any marginalized identity spends their their time talking about this stuff like you know i have signed up to engage in activism i purposely choose to educate people and talk to people about these issues so i have no issue with well-meaning people asking me things but just to put a burden on any like random black gay person um from around your way and, and, and asking them all these questions and making them process all your insecurities and your fears, do that shit yourself. Right. <laughs> we have so much technology at our fingertips. Yeah. 
All right. Well, Terry, I want to thank you so much for coming on my podcast today. And I'm going to invite you back. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like I this is something that we need to continue a conversation about. We need to keep the conversation going. Absolutely. Whenever you would like me, just let me know. So if my listeners want to get in contact with you, did you want to send out like your social media or an email? If anybody have any questions? Um, you can find me at Terry Young Jr. on Facebook. The recent picture is the one with the burgundy shirt. I also have a backup account. Um, on Twitter, I am I underscore am underscore TYJ. Um, I, I haven't updated it in a while. I still have an old picture with dreadlocks, but I check it from time to time. Um, email, you can find me at youngjrt at hotmail.com. Um, if you, if you, if you reach out to me with honest questions, I will answer them. But if it's some BS and you know it's some BS, just go ahead and hit, um, you know, that little dollar sign in Facebook and go ahead and send me about a hundred. If you know, it's going to be some BS and a waste of my time. And you will get um, blocked. <laughs> <laughs> we will but, block. But yeah, those are the, the ways of getting in touch with me. And um, yeah. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to put all of that information on my website. It's www.thehotmesspodcast.com. That's where you can also find the blog that goes with this podcast. And that's all, Terry. That's it. Thank you for coming Great. on. And thank you so much for having me. I was very excited to find out you were doing this. And I knew, you know, with you, um, you know, having the politic, um, having the understanding that you do, that this would be a good space. So I'm excited about it. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode of the hot mess podcast my quote for today is going to be you're braver than you believe stronger than you seem and smarter than you think make sure you head on over to my website www.thehotmesspodcast where you can catch all the information that we discussed today make sure you subscribe to the website and i will catch you guys in my next episode